happy Halloween, everybody. Woo! Welcome back to Spooked in Houston. This is Ryan. This is Cheyenne. And tonight, uh, I know I have a fun story. It's actually the Stanley Hotel. Woo, so we find we finally get to that one. Sweet. And I don't know what you've picked. I've got a combo. Um, I've got one that happened really, really close together. So I'm going to mold them together and marry them together. So okay. That'll be fun. All right. Well, seeing as you started last week, I'm going to start this week. Go ahead. Um, so me and the paranormal group, hunting group that we were, went to the Stanley Hotel as our trinity of, th uh, our trinity of visits. So you've already heard um, the sanatorium. Now you get to hear Stanley Hotel. And eventually you'll be able to hear the Albion School. Ooh. We kind of hit those three in a big... It didn't make a triangle, but we, we did our best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Stanley Hotel was without a doubt probably my most fun uh, investigations. Because when we rolled up to it, I was just like a giddy little schoolgirl. Because oh, it is too. the location of Stephen King's famous novel... The Shining. The Shining. It's the mecca of all uh, paranormal it's activity. It's perfect. And the best part is, is that a lot of the um, things that happen in the book and in the movie were actually experiences that Stephen King had himself at the hotel. Oh, wow. So I was really excited because I was really hoping to be able to meet some of the same spirits there. And I did. And I'm like getting chills talking about it now <laughs> because I like, and I have the biggest grin ever because just remembering it it's like one of those happy moments yeah i i had a, time. <laughs> a blast i think i spent more time in isolation on that investigation than any other investigation ever because i was just so excited to do it i didn't even care that i was in isolation for damn near four hours <laughs> um like i started isolation about 1 a.m and they actually forgot about me. <laughs> it wasn't until about 4.30 they realized that I wasn't there. Oh, God. So they had to figure, they were like, where the hell is he? They're calling me for the radio and everything. And I had to turn my radio down because unless it was an emergency, I wasn't going to turn it back up and really, like, get into it. Yeah. Um, and the room that I was in was 217. And it's not one of the most active rooms, but it is an active room. And the intelligent responses I got through that entire time I was there, oh, it was so good. <laughs> um, I was asking just normal routine questions, and there was a point where I asked them to communicate with Knox, and I was getting intelligent responses. Damn. So it was uh, two knocks for yes, one knock for no, and... Um, if you were a different person, you had to knock three times. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a lot of three knocks <laughs> over the course of like a 30-minute period. That it, it sounded, I honestly thought a demon was in the room and was just banging the three knocks. Oh, yeah. Just to like... Mod the Trinity. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the case. It was just a lot of spirits coming in and out of the room. Oh, wow. Um, so, it was really fun. Um... So my first experience there was actually shortly after we uh, finished setting up. I was looking at the um, our nerves, like our nerve center, mm -hmm. which had all the cameras. We had 13 cameras set up, Sheesh. and immediately, five of them in separate parts of the hotel, 
immediately went dead. Damn. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't like a, it happened so fast, there was no way somebody could have hit all of those cameras if somebody else was there to unplug them. Um, plus the floor that we put, um, those, a lot of the, cam the, a lot of the cameras on was an uninhabited floor. So nobody should have been on that floor. Now, mind you, the Stanley Hotel still operates yeah. to an extent. They're yeah. not like full blown like they used to be when it first opened, right. but they do, um, offer rooms and you can request the most haunted rooms if you so dare but mind you if you do request that room you don't get a refund right <laughs> they only give you a, yeah they only give you a refund if they had no choice but to put you in one of those rooms yeah and oh man some of those rooms like you could hear straight up somebody getting murdered in one of the rooms oh god like um there were people on that floor, so we had to be really mindful of those people, and we had to make sure that they, not only did they not contaminate, but we had to make sure that we didn't disrupt them. Right. Because they are paying customers. Yeah. So, while we were on this floor, all of a sudden, we just hear this blood-curdling woman scream come from down the hall, and the three of us look at each other. It was me, Bubba, and Joe. We all looked at each other and go, what the hell was that? And there were people coming out of their doors going, did you hear that? Yeah. So a lot of people heard what happened. And we were like, yeah, we all heard that. So they called, we called security up and we had security come up and they checked. Um, they came to the hallway and then they also heard the, another scream. And it sounded, it literally sounded like somebody was getting murdered. Oh God. It was bad. And, um, you could hear like fighting and cr stuff crashing around in the room. So the security opened the door and he goes in to check. The whole room was wrecked. Oh God. It was totally destroyed. And apparently from their records, nobody had been in that room for probably three days at that point. Dang. So nobody had been assigned that room. Nobody checked into that room um, recently and there was no sign of somebody getting out because the windows on the second floor and up are sealed shut oh, wow. and the reason they do that is because I've had a lot of suicides and yeah. people attempt to kill themselves by jumping out the second story um, which if you're jumping out the second story you're probably gonna walk away with mostly broken bones rather yeah. than death unless you um, land on your head yeah unless you do that break your spine yeah, or but something. If you're just like plopping out the window like a fish, then you ain't gonna break <laughs> too much. Um, so, and the weirdest thing is, is that housekeeping said that there was no, like, no traces of blood or anything. But when you went, when we went into the room, um, after security and management and all them cleared it out and said that you can, we can look in there now, um, because we were getting EMF spikes coming from that room. Dang. Like, it went from pretty standard, like one, maybe two, to damn near tens and thirteens oh, at that geez. door alone. I can only imagine how how much it was spiked at the time of the activity when we went uh, when it was going on in the room. Yeah. Um, Peg it all the way to, all the way. Yeah, and so we get in there and we kind of look around and like it does look like blood on the walls. 
and it does look like somebody had been totally and utterly thrashed in there and you could see where a pool uh, and what the security card said was the freakiest part was when he saw a pool of blood form on the carpet right there like, like it just formed in front of his eyes as if somebody was laying right there bleeding out oh my god uh-huh and we had our recorders going at the time and we actually caught um a female voice saying help me almost as if her throat was slashed oh god and like she was calling out for help and it was as if she recognized i'm not sure if it was residual or if it was intelligent but it if it was residual, that's a hell of a residual haunting. Yeah, it's got to be residual. Um, and I mean, it was like stuff broken. Um, like TV was turned over and shattered. I mean, Jesus. oh, it was bad. It was really bad in that room. It looked like a crime scene. Um, Is there any records of there ever being a crime in that hotel? I, there, there's records of multiple crimes in that hotel. Oh. Uh, it's just, I don't from my research I've not heard anything about that particular room and that room was uh, 233 oh. I don't there's no records of that room all of the other rooms are well documented because of the fact that that's the most activity in the rooms right. that seems to be like a one-off thing happening huh. nobody none of the other staff have me uh, mentioned that they've ever had an incident in that room they've felt like it's been They've had cold chills when they go in that room, mm -hmm. where it'd be colder than um, out in the hallway. Yeah. But they figured that was just probably the AC being set to lower than the hallway. Right. So it, it's hard to say, and it's even more difficult when there are no records. Mm -hmm. And with how long the Stanley Hotel's been around, it's possible that there's something that happened that was really bad, and they kind of swept it under the rug. Yeah. And this was its way of rearing its ugly head. Um, so unless we were able to talk to some of those original staff members or look at original records, which we, I doubt we could get those even now, um, unless we had a court order, um, it would be very difficult to find. Um, but anyhow, my isolation session in 217, uh, I got the twins. The twins made an appearance. Oh, wow. Yes. That was utterly creepy because they did they talked at the same time on the recording and i felt like and i could tell and like i don't know why but i could tell at the time when i was looking at the recording and i looked at what time it happened i rem distinctly remember having like this set of chills just kind of go up my spine at the time that it said that oh God. not just from listening to it but from at the time i remember feeling like this rush of cold hit me when I was doing the set uh doing the session at that point in time um so they that was definitely them making their oh, wow. yeah it was, <laughs> it was real fun um and then we had the uh I don't know if you remember but the blood rushing out of the elevator sequence yeah, yeah that um that scared the best out of Joe because I warned him, I was like, look, this particular elevator is from the scene yeah. with the blood rushing thing. And it was like, yeah, but that, that was in the book and that was in the movie. I doubt that really happened. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I wouldn't doubt anything with this place because so far 90% of what we've seen in the movie and book has come true. Yeah. 
And sure enough, he popped open that thing, and he was the only one that saw it. Me and Bubba were, did not see anything coming out of that uh, elevator. Oh, wow. But he saw it, and he booked it. <laughs> and he was like, why are you just standing in there in a pool of blood? Run! <laughs> um, so that was, that was just so much fun. That was the funniest moment that whole night. Me and Bubba were dying laughing. <laughs> um, and then during... Uh, and then up on the uppermost floor, um, the floor that we had all of our cameras go out in that one sequence, um, there was something there that I could not put my finger on. Nobody else felt it, nobody else saw it, but I constantly saw, like, out of the corner of my eye, like, this big, dark shadow, and it did not look human. Like it looked, it looked really big and was hunched over in the hallway and it looked, it was massive. And every time I heard a step, it sounded almost like a hoof hitting the ground. Oh God. And it was heavy hoof. No, so you. it wasn't like a, a little, it was a, Yeah. it was a heavy hit. Um, like it, it sounded like it had some weight behind it and I was the only one that heard all this. Oh God. And... There was one point when we were getting ready to go back downstairs, and I was with um, I was with Joe on this one. Just it was just me and Joe, um, and we get a call over the radio saying, "Hey, camera two just went out," and where camera two was, just in front of the door, was the shadow. Oh. And I was like, uh, "Joe, we just gonna have to leave that camera." And he goes, why? I said, because there is something big and massive waiting for us right there. It's a trap. Yeah. I'm not going down there. Mm -hmm. And I don't suggest you go down there. No. And he goes, nope, I'm going to take your instincts on this one. <laughs> uh, because there have been instances in the past where we have been attacked. And I called it beforehand. I was like, look, there is something down there. Mm -hmm. If you go down there, you're going at your own risk. Yeah. Because all I'm going to say is I told you so. I will help you, but I'm going to tell you I told you so. Yeah. And so he, he's learned the heart. Like, he's learned from first-hand experience. If I've seen something and I still see it and it's coinciding with a location that our equipment is failing, we don't go to it. Yeah. We just leave it alone and we wait till it disperses or um, we can come back at a later time with more people to get to it. Yeah. Because at that point in time, I think that thing probably felt confident that it could take all of us. Yeah. And based on the way it was acting, uh, it was staying it was staying away from me. But it, I could tell that if it came down to it, it was going to be a nasty fight. Yeah. And I was probably going to be on the losing end of that one. Yeah, better be safe than sorry. Um, so, I don't know if it was demonic or anything, but it was definitely something. Um... I'm not seeing anything like it since, and I'm not, and I never saw anything like it beforehand. Damn. Um, so, it's possible that it it was a demon, and that's just like the only time it's ever shown itself to me. Um, and I can only name one that would probably fit that description of that size, and just that feeling of potential. Like I felt like that if it really came after us, it probably would kill. Yeah. Um, 
and that happened just before I got put in isolation. So that was about like maybe 12, 12.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the, as we were going back down on the third floor, Joe got slammed into the wall by something. Oh. I didn't see it. I didn't even feel it. I just know that we were coming down, um, coming down the stairs because the only way to get to the top floor because the elevator won't go to that floor right now. It's, um, the elevator's been set to not go that high mm -hmm. um, unless maintenance gets a special key to go up there. Right. Um, we were coming down the flight of stairs and just as he rounded the corner, he literally went... Like, he rounded the corner, and then the next thing I know, I'm getting ready to step through the threshold, and he just comes flying backwards. Ooh. Good four to five feet. Like, something really hit him and shoved him. No thanks. Um, and I was trying to, like, and he was just like, he never saw anything. I didn't see anything hit him. I didn't even feel a cold air near him at all. And he said he didn't feel a cold air at all either, so um, we're not sure kind of what happened there. Jesus. Yeah. So, pretty much to sum up the Stanley Hotel is, it's a lot of fun if you can go. <laughs> um, but you do have to be mindful of the fact that it is an active business. Right. So, some of the most haunted areas, you may not be able to have complete and total isolation with mm -hmm. because they are on more used floors. Right. Um, the third floor is not used as much as, say, the second and first floor, and that's where a lot of the activity is, um, especially in the ballroom. Oh, my Lord, the ballroom yeah, was so much fun. The, we heard music every time we passed the doors, oh, every wow. single time. Never failed. We heard music, and we literally set up a camera right there, and we had, um, I don't know why we had this, but we had a little snake camera, like the one you stick down in the toilet. <laughs> we had one of those, and he... he um, who was it? I'm trying to remember who it is, but it was one of the rich guys. Um, because he thought it was the coolest thing ever, and he stuck it underneath the door, and it was nothing but static coming through. Now, mind you, the camera has a direct line to the screen, right. so there should be no issue, and it was, like, just real staticky, and... But what you could see through the static, like through all the white noise, mm -hmm. was people dancing. Oh, wow. You saw like I've the whole, chills. you saw the whole ballroom just to life with dancing and the singing and the like, and you could see the piano in the background. And then after a little bit, um, it just kind of like cut off from, and it, we, we don't know why, like oh, the wow. battery was fully charged, so it shouldn't have died. Dang. And we think it drained a lot of power. Yeah, to um, have all that static, definitely. So it was definitely feeding off the energy of the camera um, when it entered in there. But that was awesome that we could catch that. Um, so if I ever get a chance to go back to Stanley Hotel, I would love to. Yeah. And I would love to. I won't. I don't want to go back by myself to that fourth floor. Of course. Absolutely not, because <laughs> if that thing is still there then it'll probably come for me in a heartbeat and I probably wouldn't stand a chance the moment I got up that up the top of those stairs. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if it wakes for me at the top of those stairs. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like, no. the, like the moment it senses me on the premises. Oh, that would, no. I, I can only imagine how bad it would be. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit stronger in my knowledge of spellcraft. 
But I, you're not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna I risk it. I don't blame you. No, that would be a, that would be a hard one fight if yeah. I if I were to win. Um, so that is my Stanley Hotel experience. That is incredible. <laughs> oh my god. Um, mine, like I said, it's gonna be two stories. Um, the first one I'm gonna do is I had just turned 21. And not far behind me, my friend Julie was turning 21, so I went over to her house to celebrate her birthday. And the minute that I get there, we just start drinking. All the way, hours of the night, just, you know, having a good time partying. I mean, that's what you're supposed <laughs> to do when you turn 21. Yeah, we made a thing of it. And um, I, like I said, just learning how to drink. I don't know my limit. I wind up getting sick in the middle of the night. <laughs> And she's there with me taking care of me or whatever. And me and her pass out in her grandma's room. Where her sister's sleeping. Her sister's sleeping on the floor. And I wake up suddenly. Not knowing why. I wasn't about to get sick or nothing again. But I just woke up. And have you ever seen like the reflection. Like if lights. Like floodlights hit a pool. You mm -hmm. get that shimmer yeah. effect. That was the first time that I had actually seen a full-bodied apparition form right in front of my eyes. Oh, wow. And it was a woman, and she walked... See, i got to get this right now. She walked from right to left first, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I woke up Julie. I was like, Julie, 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 Julie. She's like, what? And I'm like, I just saw somebody in the room... She's like, we're in the middle of nowhere. There should be nobody in this room. Maybe you saw Kaylee. I was like, no, it wasn't Kaylee. Kaylee's asleep and I hear her snoring. She's like, what did it look like? I said, it looked like a woman shimmering. Like she had like, if you've ever seen pool lights hit or uh, lights hit a pool, it's got that reflective shimmer. She's like, oh, that's just grandma. Like she had just no nonchalant about it. Nonchalant. <laughs> like she had just made a pot pie going, yeah, it's got carrots in it. You know, just nonchalantly. Just, oh yeah, that's grandma. I was like, come again you told me your grandma passed away she's like yeah years ago you remember when you got sick and you bumped into that box and i freaked out i said yeah she said that was her prayer box and i freaked out because i thought you had knocked it over had you knocked it over things could have happened she didn't specify what things but i didn't want to test it because grandma was oriental i don't want to piss off oriental gods or greek chinese dragons or nothing no so i was like so was she good it's the or most bad? Like now that response ever. I mean, <laughs> look who you're talking to. But I was like, is she good or bad? She's like, oh, she's harmless. Don't worry about her. She's fine. Well, we stay up at this point talking a little bit. Next thing you know, again, left or right. I was like, did you? Did you? She's like, yeah. You can stop freaking out. That's just grandma. She does that <laughs> all the time. She paces right there, right next to the wall in front. You got the door here. Here's the wall. Here's the bed. So, it's literally, if I had to guess, I would say maybe two feet in front of your car is how far away she was from us. Well, that's not too bad. No, it was like, you got the edge of the bed, and then she's got like a trunk where the prayer box was. Mm -hmm. And then you got this little walking path in the door. And, um, so, she talked to me a little bit about it, saying that Grandma was a protective spirit, and everything was okay. And uh, not to worry about it, you know, she was she was there for good, not for She's probably for chasing off evil spirits with her flip-flop. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ask about the prayer box anymore after that. She just told me that whenever I got sick and when I bumped it with my hip because it was dark and I couldn't see, she said, had you knocked it over, you know, things could have happened. But you didn't. Everything was okay. I was right behind you making sure it didn't fall on the floor or nothing. So, I mean, there was there was that moment. 
And then um, the second little story that I have was back when my dad uh, had, he was just about to turn 80. Um, he wound up getting really, really sick with a kidney infection. Um, he didn't even know he had kidney stones. He went to the urologist and they had told him, yeah, you've got some bad kidney stones we need to take care of. Well, whenever they took care of them and they broke them all up, it took all that bad septic urine and stuff and poisoned his system and he wound up getting septic. 79-year-old mm -hmm. man getting septic, it's a death sentence pretty much. The doctor said it didn't look good. This was the exact same night that I was graduating from college. Oof. The exact same night. I mean, I had my cap and gown at the house ready and I came down to check on my dad because he wasn't feeling all that great. And I told my mom, I said, well, maybe we ought to take him to the hospital, get him checked out. I'll go ahead and finish getting ready. You know, I just thought he had a little bug or something, the flu. I didn't think nothing of it because he was fine the day before. And so they were en route to the hospital and that was when his fever spiked. And as soon as his fever spiked and we got him to the hospital, they said that he looked pale and out of it and it, it didn't look like it was gonna be a, a, a good thing. And mm -hmm. I told my mom, I said, I'm not graduating. And I remember my dad saying, if you don't graduate, I will be so disappointed. And I did not want to disappoint him if things ended badly. So I graduated. <laughs> Needless to say, the entire time I walked across the stage, I was in full blown panic mode. On the video, it just looks like I'm nervous walking across the stage. But in reality, I'm thinking, my dad, my dad. So he stays in the hospital for a while, slowly gets worse, and I'm waiting on my boyfriend to pick me up so we can go to his church one day. And my dad has always, for as long as I've known him, had a pocket full of change. And it just jingles, mm -hmm. just constantly jingles whenever he walks. And I'm standing by the window, waiting on them to pull up, I'm watching out the window, and I hear the jingling coming into the living room, right towards me. And I freak out. I'm like, oh God, that's my dad's jingle. I'd know that anywhere. I've heard it every day my entire life. And now I'm thinking he has not been doing good. So I'm conflicted with calling them because they don't get good cell phone reception in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm just kind of in shock. Like, did I really hear that? Or am I just wanting to hear it? You know, whenever you miss somebody, you want to hear them around you, their presence and all. And my dog passed away. My mom swears to God she heard him walking on the kitchen floor, his little nails scratching. I never heard it, and I, I believed her, but I never heard it. I think she just wanted him to be there. So I was thinking maybe that was it. Well, go to church, everything works out fine. Fast forward a whole, whole lot three months later, you know, because he's in and out of the hospital this entire three months. It's, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. And whenever he gets a little bit better and the stress kind of goes down, I asked Mama, I said, Mama, do you remember whenever I graduated? And a few days later, that Sunday, early in the morning, around 10, 11 o'clock, I said, did anything happen to Dad? Just nonchalantly, did anything happen to him? I didn't ask him because he wouldn't have known. She's like, well, nothing you need to worry about. He's fine. I said, I know he's fine now, but I mean... And again, here's that conflicting thing about me. You know, I don't know if I need to tell her what I heard because they're not big into believing on, on spirits and things mm -hmm. like that. And they probably said the same thing that I was thinking. Maybe I just wanted to hear him. 
So I was like, well, I know he's fine right now, but like, did anything happen to him? Did he ever have any issues like that morning to where, you know, he, you know, got worse? You know, I, did, I didn't really know how to word it. I was trying to do it carefully. She's like, you know, I would have called you had something bad like that happened. So I left alone at that. But I cannot deny the fact that I know what I heard. And she really didn't give me a straight yes or no answer. She just kind of danced around the question. And I think that if something like that really happened for a split second, that, you know, she wouldn't want to worry me or freak me out about it. So she very well might have danced around the question. I, I still to this day do not know what happened that day. But I know what I heard. And I know what I don't want to think happened. But it's kind of hard to ignore it at the same time. But he's, he's alive and healthy now. I mean, he's doing great. He goes to the urologist very regularly. <laughs> and anybody that says they're having kidney pains, I refer them to his urologist. <laughs> so I don't play with play that game anymore. Yeah. But um yeah, that's my two little tiny stories that I had, but interesting experiences nonetheless. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when we started getting into the topic about pee at the end there. <laughs> yeah. I mean you were talking about a poop tube and <laughs> Snake that you run in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but at least mine had relevance. It was a camera. <laughs> well, I mean, mine had a relevance too. Go to the urologist so you don't wind up in the spirit world. <laughs> That's a lesson for today. Information you probably didn't want to know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Remember, if you're not peeing well, you might die. <laughs> That's just it. He didn't have any complications. You want to know what made him go? He realized that his back was bothering him a little bit. A little bit. Like he was having some slight back pain. Not like a normal kidney stone pain. Just he was having an ache and a muscle that he thought was his muscle. But being at his age and that he had had kidney stones previously, he decided, oh, I'm going to see the urologist just to make sure that I don't have a kidney stone I'm trying to pass. Well, he had a cluster of them. And one of them, I think they said, was the size of, I don't know, a llama bean. Good size kidney stone. Yeah, try passing that through your... Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. <laughs> so, it was just, it was very interesting, the yeah. whole process. I learned a lot about um, different things you can get from kidney stones and all this, that, and the other, but I'm not going to med medically bore y'all, but I did just graduate <laughs> from college with a medical assisting license, so I was all about it at the time, and um, still yeah. know a lot about it. Okay, well... Um, <laughs> last week we did an EVP session yep. live for you guys, and when we were listening, oh uh, well, when we were listening back to it briefly afterwards, uh, we got a lot of interesting responses. Yes. So we're hoping that you guys heard those interesting responses or even found stuff that we hadn't heard. Yes. Um, and I thought for Halloween we could do it again. Um, Let's do it. I did a ritual earlier tonight that invited spirits with good energy and good intentions and um, did not, and only those kind of spirits, but that doesn't mean somebody with bad intentions or bad energy will show up. Um, so it should be interesting. Um, right now I'm going to roll up the windows completely so we have no Absolute sound from silence. the outside. No so, we shall begin. All right. 
right, make sure our little audio recorders are pointed in the back, because that's yeah. where we're hearing everything. Yeah. Are there any spirits with us tonight? If you come close to these recorders, we can hear you better. Don't be afraid. We just want to talk to you. Could you tell us your name, possibly? How many spirits are with us tonight? Maybe we can do the knocking thing. We got some pretty yeah. good responses with that. Uh, if you would like to respond with knocks instead, uh, one knock for no, two knocks for yes. So, are you a male spirit? Are you a female spirit? Is that you messing with Ryan's seat? We would love it if you gave us a sign. There it is again. That time I did two. No I did two. Maybe they're responding by knocking on your seat. Probably. I haven't felt nothing yet. Are you a child spirit? If you're a child, what's your favorite game to play? Do you like hide-and-go-seek? And if you're not a child, what was something that you liked to do when you were alive? Are you one of my ancestors from last week? Well, that was a strong knock just then. And that felt like right on, right on my seat. I'm gonna see if I can feel it. I'm put my hand there. See if I can feel it. Is your name Agatha? Are you Agatha's husband? Try that again. Are you Agatha's husband? If you're not Agatha, who are you? Do you want us to stop asking questions? Did you feel it that time? I felt something crawling on me. Uh -oh. It's a bug though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, before it bites me, I'm just gonna get rid of that. Okay. We would love it if you gave us a sign of some kind. Could you knock on my seat possibly? 
Are you one of the witch spirits who didn't get a chance to speak last week? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something. I demand whoever's here with us to show themselves. Are you afraid to show yourself? Is that why you're not showing yourself? We have a strong one in. <laughs> okay. So if you're not afraid, why aren't you showing yourself? Come on now, I went through all that trouble to invite you guys to come talk with us. And now you guys are being quiet. If you want us to end it now, go ahead and tell us now. You asked some questions that probably stirred them up. Mm -hmm. How old are you? Is there anything you want to say to your loved ones so we could pass the message along? Did you die recently? If you would please give us a sign so that way we can continue this conversation. I think they're done for tonight. Yeah, probably. Takes right. a lot of energy so, to do anything. Yeah. So that's it, guys. We hope you heard something. We hope we hear something. Um, so we'll keep in touch with you guys. Remember, you can send in your stories to us at spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. So keep it spooky, y'all. Have a happy Halloween. Bye.